0: Welcome to Stock Odds episode Odds and Ends with Dave Singh and Rob Friesen. Good evening, Rob. How's everything?
1: Not too bad. Your voice is uh, slowly improving over last it's week. Slowly here. improving, yeah. Maybe <laughs> by <laughs> next week. I guess, week I guess you slowly. weren't at the Super Bowl there uh, uh, shouting and yelling, and so it's, uh, it's like you saved your voice, eh? Yeah. So, uh, what do you think about the game? Did you see it?
0: I did. I was out playing tennis and had a barbecue with the family, so I'm more socializing than that.
1: (laughs) That's that's better for you than just cheering uh, for somebody on the telly anyway. (laughs) Did Um, you watch it? Yeah, I did, yes. Um, So um, we've got this uh, Super Bowl indicator that they've talked about for years, and uh, so you want to hear about it?
0: Yeah. What is it? The next day's bullish. I mean,
1: <laughs> well, I if guess. the NFC wins, then yeah, it's supposed to be more of a a bull market. And then if it uh, AFC w- would have won, then there would be a more of a bear market. But it's not. Yeah, you know, it's not a guarantee. It's just a. Um, well, as they say, you know, like just because something happens doesn't necessarily mean there's a fundamental reason for it so okay. <laughs> it's uh it's been uh i think right uh 70 something percent of the time but um you know it doesn't a good so so uh you know we've got we got uh plenty of obstacles in this marketplace uh but we certainly could have a bullish year um but uh Lots, lots of things going on on the macro front, of course. Uh-huh. So, uh, someone was speculating before that, well, if Putin's going to invade Ukraine, he's going to do it during the Super Bowl when we're all distracted. Well, that didn't happen. So, uh-huh. <laughs> anyhow, that's um, well, we had see. a what big we Friday. It off like Friday
0: we had a big sell-off. Yeah, Friday we had a big sell-off. Kind of this paranoia about imminent war. And the futures are kind of quiet right now. They're there's kind of muted there slightly up and oil's slightly up too, right? Geopolitical risk, but but and we're also headed to mid-month seasonality, which is kind of bullish to begin with. So I did I did a little bit of work here on the mid-month seasonality sectors, but um the well futures you know mean,
1: listen, I mean the thing the thing is this is that you know I have no problem allowing, you know, some probability of a Ukraine invasion, okay? But what I don't like is I don't like the spin doctors. I don't like the media. I think if we have a virus in the world, it's mainstream media. That's what it is. No, I'm serious. Because, because it's dollar-driven and we've lost our sense of balance in in that arena, and it seems to be largely one-sided in many, many aspects, and it seems to be utilized by politicians. Like, for example, in Canada, um, the politicians own the media. It's plain and simple. Uh That's the same thing in China and other places. The media is state-driven, right? So you don't really have a fair and balanced approach. So if there is a virus in the world, it's mainstream media. I'll say that again and again and again. And it's not healthy for your financial, you know, uh, success. You can listen to it to sort of be a critical thinker and, and read in between the lines and extract things, but you can't be influenced by it. Okay. So it's water off a duck's back for the most part is what how you have to treat it. Um, but there are some things, obviously, to pay attention to. So, I mean, we have, you know, uh, in finance, we have different events. We have seasonality. We have earnings, things like that. So, you know, these things can drive things. and And, yeah, they may be reported by the media, but the thing is they may not report it accurately they may do you know the shock jock thing the headline thing that may not be the whole story so like even if there's legitimate things to be reported doesn't mean it's reported correctly Mm -hmm. okay so um coming on to the earnings calendar this week what do we see here um on monday um not not too many big companies of of significance here let's get into tuesday and just check take a look we got alibaba we have airbnb right marriott um, viacom so starting to get some more you know more significant names uh, going into wednesday we have nvidia that's a big one that's after the market on wednesday cisco's also after the market on wednesday amat shopify before the market on wednesday analog devices adi before the market by the way the merger between amd and xilinx was approved it should clear by monday on the close consummation of the merger um, and it just just a reminder like a lot of people were you know buying and selling AMD as if it wasn't in a merger i i was always surprised by that treating it the same as if you know it wasn't involved in a merger and, and merger stocks are different in the sense that they have You know, the market could be rallying and normally those stocks might be correlated to the market, but they're going the opposite way. Why are they going the opposite way? It could be completely related to the spread, could be completely related to money flow because of another reason, right? Because of the merger. Uh, We have Baidu. uh, We have uh, – so Hilton also. So we got um, Trade Desk, uh, VMC. Okay, so that's Wednesday. Let's go to Thursday here. Thursday we have Walmart. Uh, Southern Dollar Tree. Or no, sorry, not Dollar Tree, Digital Reality Trust. Roku. Um, Dropbox. Anyways. And then Friday. The
0: Walmart, one could be, the Walmart one could be pretty good. I mean,
1: yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, Friday we got Deer. We got uh, DraftKings. We have, um, uh, that's about it for the big names. Um, so anywho, uh, what do you see on the seasonality side of things?
0: Yeah, so mid month, um, it's, it's kind of a risk on, riskier high beta kind of place. So I see things like biotech, the IDB, the ARC funds, ARC-K, the SMH chips, financials, so it's, and even retail, XRT. So these are kind of um, risk-on, cyclical kinds of ETFs that are popping up as strong for the mid-month seasonality. Did you
1: check uh, Friday expiration at all?
0: Because
1: no, this week is mid-month seasonality for the entire week culminating in Friday's expiration,
0: right? And uh, I just pulled that one up too. So that one also has um, XBI, which is biotech and IBB, and also some financials, KRE and um, IWM too. So it's it's for the the mid-month seasonality and the third Friday, some of the sectors seem to line up and it's kind of a risk on high beta growth, growth year kind of companies. Right.
1: Okay. Um, We've got,
0: And we are coming in quite discounted. So Friday, Friday, we had such a sell-off there into the close. So we are coming from a discounted perspective. So that coupled with the kind of backdrop for a risk on mid-month, we might get more bang bang out of this week than uh, than normal. Okay. Um,
1: There was some information about the inflows into global equities. We've had tremendous, tremendous inflows. Um, you know, y- you think of only the sell-off, but but uh, global equities have logged 152 billion worth of inflows just year-to-date. So um, I think people came in to pick up some of this discount that we've seen. Um, and again, that could that could play into the argument of. You know, we're not going to see much, much downside. So there's a real tension here between we've got the Russia and the Ukraine thing, we've got, um, you know, the Taiwan uh, thing, we have kind of this case for potential, um, you know, inflation just causing more of a recession and even some of coming out of the woodwork and saying depression and so i mean i think i think you can pick out you know like i was thinking about this when people are afraid of things you know if you're really afraid of things you can pick out certain arguments to substantiate that fear to back that fear right mm-hmm. yeah. you know you can find you can source things that that complement that and and feed into that Um, And if you're optimistic, you can also do the same thing. You can find things that complement that. So uh, we really have this divided situation in the market, and, um, you know, it could just continue to give us that volatility. You know, I don't see it subsiding that much. I think, uh, you know, we'll probably stay between 18 and, you know, 28 or something and bouncing around in there um for a little while yet we still got to get through the finale of uh earning season here um but you know it's it's just interesting so uh if we don't have any major drumbeat on the macro side for this week then i would stick with the seasonality i would look for you know a little bit of follow-through to um what we started to see in terms of you know a bounce um and then of course that was interrupted with the uh the drum beat of war but like i said the media loves to hype up things and make them larger than life um so there may not be any uh, invasion imminently as we uh, saw on friday um that that was the the talking points that kind of knocked the market down but um yeah i mean i wouldn't uh hang my hat on it. Let's look at the futures here. So when we opened, we were kind of sideways a little bit and we've risen in the Dow futures, we're up 0.18, S&P futures up 0.20, NASDAQ up 0.18, and the Russell up 0.49. Russell, again, still the one that has the biggest journey back to where it came from versus the others. Um, And the one that seems to be, you know, just looking like it's more resilient is still the Dow overall. And the NASDAQ is crazy. Like, you know, when we get a rally day, you know, we can be up two and a half, three and a half percent. When we get a sell-off day, we can be down two and a half or three and a half. Those are big moves with with the tech stocks. I mean, that's nothing to, like, if you put a, you know, if you put a spread relationship on, let's say, long, you know, long the NASDAQ 100, so long the Qs and short the diamonds for the Dow Dow 30, um, and you're wrong, you, you know, you could, you can get run over pretty good, even in just putting that spread on. So, um, you know, it's no no slouch. Looking at the map of the market, um, you know, Friday, we saw right across the board, you know the technology stocks down little bit of green spots in some of the pharmaceuticals even drug makers specifically uh, aerospace and defense was obviously green on friday uh, we had uh, tobacco uh, you know packaged goods some of the staples were green energy was was quite green across the board um, some utilities were green so that was the landscape on friday by the close Um, And what's remarkable to me is this whole thing of of energy. I can just, I just got to rattle this off. Look, so the one-year performance, 49.89%, right? Half year, 34.71, three months, 18.17. One month, 8.67. One week, 3.23, or actually 2.23. And then just for the one day on Friday, Again, two point seven two. So it's remarkable that uh, energy and and I just don't I just don't really see a great argument to sort of step in front of that until it really changes. Uh-huh. So you know i I just don't I just don't want to wrestle with it. You know what I mean? like you could you could even have it looking weak in the morning and so you jump on it and then by the afternoon, you get run over again, right? So it's like, you know, take take the group out if you want if you don't want to play around. Um, and then the technology has been one of the weaker uh, sectors over that uh, same period of the three months, the one month, and the one week, and and then on Friday as well. Um, so again, picking picking uh, sectors that are more forgiving, you're probably going to be doing a little bit better. In sort of the healthcare area, the industrials, um, some financials, and maybe some consumer cyclical and some consumer staples or consumer defensive. Those are going to be a little bit more forgiving. Have longs and shorts in both, and then you really don't have to mess with this. You know, getting in front of a freight train. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I mean, if yeah. you if you if you want to if you want to be long short diversified no real opinion not having to make huge discretionary decisions that's what i would do is just is pick the the middle performers don't go after the extremes cuz you could be either super
0: right or super wrong yeah energy is going to either make or break your basket on the day so well it,
1: it could depends like if you just go and curate a bunch of uh, stocks and then you don't take a look at them you might find, because of the massive performance that they had on Friday, that they actually could be argued on a statistical basis to be pulling back for Monday. But that might not be the case. We're, we're still so strong on the macro side that there has to be something that really comes along and interferes with that, like world peace, right? Right. Like what the Beatles sung about, okay? If we if we get world peace, right, then maybe energy will go back down. Mm -hmm. How about nuclear fusion? Yeah, I heard about progress in that as well. Yeah, maybe it will go back down, right?
0: The price of energy will go to zero, unlimited forever.
1: I would I would listen, there's gonna be see, this is the thing you have to remember as a trader, is that you got your whole life ahead of you. You have a whole career ahead of you. If you can be patient to when things really change on a macro basis, and then you'll have literally six months to a year potentially of being able to work that from the short side statistically from stock odds over and over and over and over again. But if you waste all your money trying to fight something that, the macro is overriding the statistical right something is something is overriding the the noise it's overriding the the normal signals and and statistics that you would depend on right then then you know it's a fight that you don't need to have you know your money's better placed in other things that don't have that same macro force, like in healthcare, you're going to have stocks. Like you know, I mean, some of the stocks that were up on Friday in healthcare were down on Thursday. We're up on Wednesday. We're down on Tuesday. We're up on Monday. You you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. But in energy, there's just too many of them continuing to fire on all cylinders, and it can be a big fight. So same thing with uh, some of these uh, stocks that, you know, just don't have earnings or way too expensive. There may still in the technology space, there still may be a correction there to, to uh, occur yet. So um, anyway, let's, let's run with the, um, the sort of seasonal backdrop. Um, Let's be more of, stock pickers, I think, uh, when we look at, you know, with this whole inflation argument, um, it's forcing people to be more stock pickers, to think more about. It's not like you have a rising tide lifts all boats. You're going to have winners and losers in this whole, you know, 2022 of, you know, pipeline bottlenecks, uh, you know, inflation, all kinds of things. So, you have to be a little bit more research-driven and, you know, pick your battles, okay? Um, just remember uh, some of the earnings this week still, like NVIDIA can be, you know, if you have NVIDIA in your basket going into Wednesday or whatever, I mean, you don't have to be in front of that if you don't want, right? You can let it play out.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: what else we got? Anything?
0: Well, I was looking at the IWM, so the Russell stocks, those are expected to vastly outperform the spider. So for mid-month seasonality, IWM is 1.68 expected return versus 1.17 for the spider. And same thing for the third Friday of the month. Um, 0.5 for the IWM and only 0.06 for the spider. So in both cases, it's up almost half a percent over the spider, the IWM. So having the stats at your back with those, maybe uh, pressing some of the small-cap Russell stuff might be good this week.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I always like to, you know, they, they say that uh, chance favors the prepared mind. So I always like to have a few things curated in the small-cap area, even if I'm just playing around in the S&P 500. And the reason for that is, if you know if you have that wish list of things that you might want to pick up if we come into tomorrow morning and things are still pretty good and you know um maybe maybe the super bowl indicator works this time whatever everybody's like you know frothy uh if we come in and it looks like risk on uh then i have no problem deploying that and if you do it if you do it in a metered approach you know even if it went wrong it's not going to be a deal breaker If you went all in on just small caps and they happen to reverse, then it's going to be a problem, Mm -hmm. right? So don't be afraid to have a bit of a wish list. Like, I think people sometimes stumble on this. You think that everything that you research has to be implemented. Well, what other businesses are like that? I mean, not everything that you come up with, not everything you brainstorm, not everything you plan is going to work out. So why can't trading be you do a bunch of homework, you have a bunch of different lists, you have some ideas, and you come in the next day, and you could throw it all out and not do any of it, right? Or you could do yeah. all of it. But but what's the harm in being more prepared? Right? People get married to their uh, research. It's like Well, I mean, that, I that's, four hours. <laughs> that's exactly it, is that they marry their research. They think the ideas that they've come up with have to be implemented. No, they don't. Things can change in the next, you know, eight hours. We don't know what what's going to happen. So we come in and we implement according to what the market's giving us. We have to listen to it. It's the master. You know, we just follow along. I don't tell the market what to do. I listen to what it's telling me to do. So when it come in tomorrow, if it looks like it's a bit more risk on, then I'm happy to implement, you know, the different aspects of the research that I've done. And it may not be all of it. I mean, I might do this. I might just go, I'm only doing my long side and I'm only using the diamonds for a, for a hedge. I yeah. might be that confident. Or I might say, no, I have to implement longs and shorts balanced because, you know, I don't want too much of the ETFs. Uh, I want to have like my longs and shorts working for me. I might come in and say, I'm going to do some uh, small caps along with my large caps. You know, I might come in and say, you know, I'm just going to play in the NASDAQ 100. I'm going to short the the higher PE multiple stocks and buy the lower PE multiple stocks only in the NASDAQ 100. That I might do. Mm -hmm. I don't know yet. But opportunity and chance favors the prepared mind. Okay. That's a good thought to end on. Good. All right, Matt, friend, have a good night and uh, catch you in the morning. Thanks. Good luck.